Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dotson, pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Matthew chapter 15. Verse 21 says, Jesus went out from there and withdrew into the region of Tyre and Sidon. Behold, a Canaanite woman came out from those borders and cried, saying, Have mercy on me, Lord, you son of David. My daughter is severely possessed by a demon. Now, Tyre and Sidon, they were Gentile cities, and they were roughly 50 miles away from Jerusalem. This is the only record we have of Jesus venturing out of Jewish territory during his three-year ministry. Now, no doubt Jesus was once again attempting to grab some much-needed rest, and yet once again he was intercepted. This woman with whom he makes contact is a Gentile. She's a descendant of the Canaanites. The Canaanites were survivors of Joshua's conquest of the Promised Land way back in the Old Testament. And certainly to say that these Canaanite Gentiles were not liked by the Jewish world, well, that would be an understatement. This woman was obviously in need. And like so many others who over the centuries have cried out to him from the sidelines, she too is no doubt at the end of her rope. Her daughter was demon-possessed, and she called out to Jesus using his Jewish title, Son of David. Now, this could be one of the reasons for the initial cold response. Verse 23 says, But he answered her not a word. His disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries after us. But he answered, I wasn't sent to anyone but the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So you see, at first Jesus didn't answer her. And no explanation is given as to why. So any that we might offer would be merely conjecture. The common explanation is that Jesus saw her heart, knew her needs, knew even those needs beyond the obvious one in the person of her demon-possessed daughter. See, I'm, I'm afraid that this is one of those times that we are simply asked to trust our leader. Now, being a leader of sorts myself, I guess I am far more inclined to understand that. I am willing to accept that sometimes the boss is not going to be open for innumerable reasons, or that he's going to explain to me every detail of why he does certain things. The apostles, attempting to read into Jesus' action herein, or actually inaction in this case, they jumped on board and attempted to handle things with their, without explicit direction to do so. Now that is always a potentially grave error. And it happens so often when we try to help our leaders by taking matters into our own hands, or worse than that, we try to help our God by taking matters into our own hands. But she came and worshipped Jesus, saying, Lord, help. But he answered, It is not appropriate to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Wow, despite the discouragement, this woman was simply not going to be deterred. Her action to all this was to drop the pretense of religious title and get real personal. 
text says that she comes to him and she worships. And then she goes so far as to call him Lord. Now it seems her words spill out the desperate state of her heart. It always seems that our Messiah so clearly understands those words, help me. We must note that Jesus was not calling this woman a dog in the classic sense. That, that's quite a, a derogatory term in the language of a Jew. He's using, rather, the term dogs in the original language with a much milder vernacular. This herein refers to the idea of a pet house puppy. And believe me, that's quite a different story than the free-roaming scavenging dogs out on the street, but indeed certainly less than amorous, just the same. Jesus was at this point now going to fundamentally turn his attention to ministering to the Gentiles. Yet it seems he was taking a specific, careful, and pre-planned path that would not reject God's chosen people in his doing so, in his ministry to the Gentiles. Verse 27, But she said, Yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Ah, that is the perfect answer. She doesn't argue. She doesn't retaliate. She simply agrees with his description of her state. This was hers and our best move. Understanding the reality of our being and our personal uh, desperate condition, if you will, it's crucial. It's crucial to giving God the open door to our hearts. Humility, you see, is a mandatory attribute to our redemption. This woman fits the bill. She totally agreed with his description of her. How about us? Psalms 14.3 tells us they have all gone aside. They have together become corrupt. There is no one who does good. No, not one. That's us, gang. Can you, like this woman, identify with that? This woman would become the first of so very many Gentile dogs. Those who would follow right into God's grace, right into his mercy, right into his love. Then Jesus, verse 28, answered her, saying, Woman, great is your faith. Be it done to you even as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that hour. While those that claimed to be the believing children, they didn't hunger for his bread, this woman, this self-professed puppy, if you will, was willing to accept even the crumbs that fell from his table. This is what Jesus was looking for and is yet looking for today. Could it be that she was purposely made a living example for all of us who would follow? Hmm. Scripture clearly tells us that we are saved through faith, Ephesians 2a. 
This woman was great in her faith. She believed in Jesus. Through her faith, the miraculous was unleashed. So it is with all those who follow. In verse 29, we go on reading, Jesus departed from there and came near to the Sea of Galilee, and he went up into the mountain and sat there. Great multitudes came to him, having with them the lame, the blind, the mute, the maimed, and many others, and they put them down at his feet and he healed them. So that the multitude, wondering what they saw, the mute speaking, the injured healed, the lame walking, the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. Now at this point, the floodgates had been thrown open. Jesus now opens his healing arms to all those who would come to him. Now it's likely that this crowd continued to be Gentile by blood, but now believers by heart. They had witnessed the handiwork of God, and in turn, they gave glory to him. When the world, even yet today, witnesses the power of God in the lives of mankind, they too, either publicly or privately, they give glory to God. They do that as if they're hungry for the crumbs. Verse 32, Jesus summoned his disciples and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they have continued with me now three days. They have nothing to eat. I don't want to send them away fasting or they might faint on the way. The disciples said to him, Where can we get so many loaves in a deserted place as to satisfy so great a multitude? What? How how could they so soon forget? This should settle any issue of, you know, some naturally divine attributes prior to ministry in these simple men whom Jesus chose to be his apostles. No, they in truth were just like you and me. How quickly we forget what he has already done. How quickly we forget the miraculous that we have witnessed, that we have been a part of. How quickly we lose our faith in Jesus. If only we would just remember what he did the last time. And Jesus said to them, how many loaves do you have? And they said, seven and a few small fish. He commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and the fish and he gave thanks and he broke them and gave to the disciples and the disciples to the multitude. They all ate, all were filled. They took up seven baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. Those who ate were 4,000 men in addition to women and children. Then he sent away the multitudes, got into the boat, went or came, excuse me, into the borders of Magdala. So Jesus in his patient grace, simply did it all again. The whole miracle, the whole show repeated. Thankfully, Jesus does it for us again and again and yes again. Now what if, if any, significant difference is there between this story, this account, and the last such feeding of it? Well, interestingly enough, a detailed look into the fine points of the original language tells us that this time 
A different word is used for the baskets of bread that were filled. These baskets you see, well, they were bigger. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim and JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.